25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to him. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. We're going to talk a little football here in this hour on the show. I hope you want that. I bet you do. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Have you tried the C Spire Health app? If you haven't already, you need to check that out. You can learn more at cspirehealth.com, read about it, get it downloaded onto your phone, and it's a way that, you know, let's just say you get one of those summer colds going on. I've kind of been getting that here lately runny nose and stuff, it, you, you can actually open up that thing, you're enrolled, hit the button, and before long, you're talking to a medical professional from a university medical center. Right there on your phone, via video chat, you're talking to them, answering questions, and that's without ever going anywhere. You're not sitting and waiting in a doctor's office or in the parking lot like you have to wait these days. So it's really cool. Check it out, cspirehealth.com and the cspire Health app. Beaver is here. That's really important. There is no show without Beaver. He is the bus driver. He's going to get you home safely in your driveway in about an hour from right now. Beaver, do you want to know what my wife just texted me during the commercial break? What's that? A picture of an opened jar of peanut butter. Okay. With the caption that said, let me get it so I get it exactly right. Now, here's one advantage, too, by the way, of the of having a video live stream going. Because I can show it to the people in the live stream. Y'all see that? So if they're watching on Facebook, they're seeing it. She sends me the picture of an open container of peanut butter. It is supposed to be, I think, in her estimation, brand new because it says, did you open the peanut butter? All right. So, Beaver, you know when you open a when you open a jar of Jif? Hey, Chris Brooks, not Gif. I'm not opening a jar of Gif. Nice. <laughs> I'm opening a jar of Jif. Uh, how it has the little foil sort of cover that after you screw the top off of it, you have to then peel that off. Yeah. So it is sealed. A brand new jar of peanut butter is sealed with something. Well, she has apparently opened this thinking it's a brand new one. Like nobody's touched it and opens the lid. And I think she's finding that the seal has been pulled back and somebody has taken a fork. Okay. Not a spoon, but you can very clearly see a, the lines that a fork would make if it has just one rake of the fork through the peanut butter. 
And she asks me, did you open peanut butter? Open the peanut butter. Now, anybody that's ever been on a diet, lost weight. Well, like I've been going through that now for months back to February. Anybody that's ever done that knows you're not eating peanut butter. There are no diets that include peanut butter. <laughs> in fact, I had this, um, you, you know, like I was in the physical education major there at Mississippi State for the first year. And I had this one guy who we, we were doing like exercise physiology or something class. And he made a funny one time and he said, hey, weight loss. You want to lose weight? Don't eat peanut butter. You want to gain weight? Eat peanut butter. That's basically what he said. So I hadn't touched the peanut butter. I hadn't had a bite of peanut butter in a in months. Somebody who's taking a fork and just digging one giant scoop with a fork out of their peanut butter jar, uh, a bite of peanut butter, and doing that probably isn't losing 40 pounds. That's just the honest truth. So she has insinuated that we bought this thing Somebody must have opened it at the grocery store and used a fork to dig a big bite out of the peanut butter. But it looks just exactly like what she would do. <laughs> Look, and I text her back. Here is the subsequent conversation. She texts back. She, oh, I said, okay, did you open the peanut butter? I said, no. She sent back, well, I better throw it away. I sent back to her, I guarantee you did that and just don't remember <laughs> with the LOL emoji, you know, laughing emoji. The last thing she texted back to me, which was, see, it's five after right now. So this was 10 minutes ago. She, the last thing she texted me was, maybe I did it. <laughs> oh, now we see. Well, and this is just like, she, you ought to see, Beaver, the way she opens a... Um, like a cereal box. It looks like a pack of rats found this cereal box in an alley and tore into it. That's what it looks like. Beaver, when you open a new box of cereal, do you open it so that you can neatly close it? I am so glad you asked this. Matt, um, remind me what your wife's name is again. Annabeth. Annabeth yes. is 100% justified in her actions <laughs> because that cereal box top is just a pain went to open and try to keep that little tab in place so you can insert it back in the slot when you're done. So I get it. <laughs> so you open things like you've never had a bite of food in your life, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that there are basic here's what I have discovered based on you, based on me, based on her. Beaver, there are two types of people in this world. The kind who neatly want to be able to close the cereal box and place it neatly back in the cabinet where it goes. And y'all who don't care what happens to the cereal box or the cereal. In the future, all you care about is getting it torn open as fast as possible right now. <laughs> That's the way. Like, let's just, and, and it goes for other kinds of boxes. Let's say we get a, an Amazon box delivered to our house. 
We bring it in. How does Matt open it? I take out my multi-tool. I flip the knife out. I cut the tape very neatly. I slice it right down the middle to, you know, take the tape off, open the box, take the item out so that I can then what? Use the four flaps of the box lid and close it back up neatly. Either throw it away that way or use it again. Not Annabeth. Her method for opening anything is to get grab two points of contact and rip and tear. Like she has a really good time on Christmas morning. There's wrapping paper boxes flying everywhere. And I'm over there, slice, cut, open slowly. <laughs> you know, and maybe it's an OCD thing. I have some of that. <clears throat> I can't stand it when Beaver, like if you and I were roommates, I wouldn't be able to stand it where you open the cereal box, you tear through the lid. I can't close the lid again. You also, I guarantee you do this. From time to time, you'll pull the whole bag of cereal out of the box. Matt, I was literally just about to ask you, okay, well, then how do you open the bag itself? <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. And yes, I go full bag. Matt. You go full bag. All right, so here's what well, happens. Well, I go at least half bag. We'll say that. I just I don't just do a little a little pour slot. All right. You, you, they, they give you a flap on the top of the cereal bag for you to be able in the box, grab the flap, pull it apart, and it opens neatly. Therefore, you can close it again. You pull it out. Annabeth pulls out the bag, pour the cereal. Now, the bag is now bulbous. <laughs> now, the bag of cereal out of the box has more of a round shape. And you try to put it back in a box. What does it do? The box now has to expand. Now we couldn't close the lid if we wanted to if you hadn't torn it off. And we can't even fit it back in the same slot in the cabinet where it was to begin with. <laughs> you, I'm, we, are, we are finding personality traits. People either tear into it and don't care what happens to it. Or like me... You open it in such a way because you're thinking about the future. <laughs> More bully on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. Highway 51 in Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. They have extended the 84-month 0% interest for 90 days. With uh, well, I'm sorry. They've extended the get this deal, 0% interest for 84 months. And you don't make a payment for 90 days. So that's still going on. You can get the L3301 and the L3901 Kubota tractors for up to $2,800 off the models. And you've got big-time deals going on at uh, Divinity right now on zero-turn mowers. Why? Because everybody's going in and needing them. Some people have been out using their old ones, tore them up, or going to buy a new one. So they're happy to give you deals on them, right? Because this is the time of year they're selling mowers. So you need to go by there. All right, first up, more bully on the Divinity phone. What's up, more bully? What's going on, Matt? Yo, dude, I got I got to talk to you about this peanut butter theory. All right, help me out. All right, so mid January, my wife and I. We didn't go on a diet. We just changed our diet. Does okay. that make sense? Okay. Yeah, sure. So 
basically started eating better. Okay. And we really started paying attention to calories, sugar, and fat content of our food. So one of our main snacks was either spoon a spoon of peanut butter or a peanut butter and crackers or something like that. So since mid-January, I've lost 42 pounds. Out of boy. So you can <laughs> include peanut butter in your diet as a protein, but not as, you know, over, you know, indulging yourself in, right. yeah. in the peanut butter. Right. Like you can't. It's all, it's all about uh, moderation with everything. Right. Okay. So about moderation. See, my theory is this, though. The, the calories that you consume in one spoonful of peanut butter, it may taste good, but there are other things like you could go and put, you could put a lot more substance in your belly and fill yourself up for that same amount of calories. What about that? Well, I agree with that, but, you know, if you're eating right and you got the calories to eat and consume, Maybe some dead gum peanut butter. <laughs> That's right. Hey man, listen. If it works, it works. Okay, well I I, I will I will take back my emphatic uh um assumption that you can't lose weight while eating peanut butter. I take it all back. How about that? It was like you're the, it was like you're the peanut butter nut. <laughs> I love peanut butter. I just stay away from that stuff. I guess what it is is I don't have I, I don't have as much willpower as you and others do. More bully, like you give me a little peanut butter. That's ju that's just enough to make me mad. A little peanut butter. I understand that. It's all about willpower too. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, no, okay. what's your brand? Of, wait, what's your brand of peanut butter? Uh, well, I think it's Jif. I think that's what we buy is Jif. Yeah. So there's a Jif uh, called Jif Natural. Mm. And that's a lot better than uh, than the regular one. It tastes just the same. Okay. Really? I'll Look have to that check up. that out. Yeah. Okay. I'll check it out. All I know is somebody... Or it's either... Hold on. There's two. It's either the natural gif or the simply gif. Just compare them. Okay. okay. All right. I didn't even All know. Right. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thank there you. you Thank Later. you, More Bully. Later. Hey, and by the way, More Bully, Caleb says, hey. Caleb on Periscope says, hey. Chris, hanging on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. What's up, Chris? Hey, Matt. Um, so are you one of them people, you like me and your wife, that you can take a spoon or a fork and just eat a spoonful of it and then just sit there and keep eating spoonfuls of it? Oh, that's it. Yeah, I, I have lots of willpower. But part of the reason I do, Chris, is because I know where my weaknesses are. And like a spoonful of peanut butter, all in the world that's going to do is get my engine revving up. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to want more peanut butter and then I'm going to start eating it on crackers. So I just have to go cold turkey on stuff like that. So basically it's like most people with beer. Once you have one, you're going to have six. That's exactly right. Or, but, hey, a, but, a gallon carton, a gallon carton of, of those goldfish crackers. You know, from the, from the from the day. Look, if I if I start, if I pour one handful of those and shove it in my mouth, five handfuls later, you're gonna have to pick me up off the floor. I, I just can't. St so I'm I have to. I'm have a cheese person. Oh, hey, same here. Yeah. So some things, as some of us, we have to 
know that our willpower has limits and we have to guide ourselves away from those things. That's what I do. I'll tell you what I did with the cereal that you might you might actually look into. Do you have a food saver? No. But I want one. Them things them things are amazing. Man. I bet. I bet they are. And you can buy you can buy you can buy containers that you when you like open cereal and stuff that you pour them in there and you can vacuum seal the container to where it keeps it fresh. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about your wife telling her. Because I'm the same way. I hate boxes. We call that OCD. The people that have to have everything back the way it's supposed to be, we call that OCD. Yeah, well, that's kind of me. So are you? Yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's, yeah. that's That's kind of the way I want but, it. No. Okay, so I'm going to ask you the same question I asked um, Brooks. You know, I, I understand and... You know, everybody knows I'm a state fan. I haven't held that back. But I think it's a travesty that neither one of the, the Ole Miss guys that were going to go didn't go in the first round because both of them have played really, really good Yeah, the last um, two or three years. And, you know, they're going to get drafted, what, today? Probably. Um, Probably third or fourth round. Third or fourth round. And that's the thing about it, Chris. I'm looking at it going – I know there's slot money difference, all this kind of stuff. And being a first-rounder is being a first-rounder, but – Pretty much everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, most of the players who get drafted in these this five-round draft are going to go pro, right? They're, they're going to go. And so I'm, given everything we know, in reality, it's like I on the tease in the first hour, I said, okay, you've been drafted by Major League Baseball, now what, right? Because knowing in reality what we know, whether you're a fifth-rounder or a first-rounder, if you're drafted there in they're this not draft, play. where the right, they're not playing anywhere. It's just go take some more right. BP until they call you again. You know, let your agent figure that's out your what, contract. That's what I think. That's what I hope JT Ginn looks at and says, you know what? I mean, I need to throw this year, and unless they give him some astronomical number, like if they draft him in the third round and give him what he was going to get in the first round, then I think he should come back because I mean he's got a chance to play this year. You know, and not be sitting at home and and throwing and stuff's probably be good rehab for him. But hey, what about what about next year's draft? If JT Ginn comes back and you have Christian McLeod along with him, and then you have both pitchers at at Ole Miss to go with him, and if Spencer Price and all those look like they're supposed to, you know, and Rowdy Jordan, man, you could have. Mississippi representative big time next year. No doubt in the draft. No doubt about it. I mean, well, we. Can, I, I I don't think there's. I don't think it's far fetched to say that if all that happens, we could have you know, fifteen to sixteen from the state of Mississippi go next year. Yeah, you, you know have what? A bunch. A Twenty round draft, and that's that's just that's awesome. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm happy for Westberg and them. I just wish that. I just wish they were coming back because, man, I just feel like. We would have had a great year this year, but I understand. Oh, sure. If I was offered the kind of money they're supposed to be offered, I'd be gone too. So. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, and, you know, there are so many questions, right? So next year's draft is going to be shorter also. It's not going to go back to the full 40 rounds. You know, what does that all mean? And and here's another thing to think about, too. It's This is one of these way out on the perimeter scenarios. But what if, Chris, a pitcher like J.T. Ginn came back to college? Okay, so he's going to play in the spring of 2021. And it's going to be a year where every SEC roster is going to have more players on it, more pitchers on it, 
a deeper staff, more arms, trying to throw all these innings. And he's looking at it like, okay, what if I come back? Because in 2021, maybe it's a little different where even if I'm a Friday night guy, maybe our pitching staff is managed a little differently where instead of wanting to get seven and two-thirds out of me every Friday night, I just go out and I throw five and two-thirds because we got more guys in our bullpen. You got all these seniors back in your bullpen. They're going to manage it differently. So I get back, get healthy, show what I can do, but I don't have to throw all those innings that I would have if I'd been a Friday night starter two years ago. Does that make any sense? It does, but I think what's going to really happen, and this is just my opinion, and I listen to a lot of different things, and I kind of keep hearing the same thing to where they're talking about making JT in in the back of bullpen guy, like the closure or something, just to get him to throw, and he's not overusing his arm, hmm. and he's not, you know, he can just get in there and throw. And then, because, I mean, you think about it, you've got that Brandon kid that had his Tommy John this year, you've Brandon got McLeod, You've got all these other guys that can pitch. Why use that many innings on his arm? Just allow him to pitch. And he might even hit. I've actually heard through the grapevine that he might actually hit some next year, too. Hmm. So. Well, Y'all have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. And see ya! See ya! Chris, appreciate the call. Thank you. Interesting stuff. I still believe, you know, somebody here in this second round is going to take JT again, and he'll go on and start his pro stuff. I mean, you can get going that way i mean no shortage of arms though good ones in college baseball particularly in the sec next year that's for sure all right football nugget for you stats sticking around coming up next Back on the show, uh, the country-pleasing text line got interesting over here. Y'all text the show, 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Country-pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. It is the best. Wherever you go, hop up in the grocery store, say country please and please, fill the buggy, go home. You will have spent your time and money wisely. Country pleasing sausage. Made right here in Mississippi. Country meat packers on Highway 49 in Florence, Mississippi. Ready Teddy on the country pleasing text line said, use a butter knife to open cereal boxes. True Maroon said, we put our cereal in a container. Use a butter knife to open cereal boxes. I don't get the butter knife thing, Ready Teddy. I don't get it. What's that? I don't get it. True Maroon says, okay, so he puts it in a container. I know some people do that. To me, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. I mean, if it's in the bag, in the box that it came in, I feel like there, there's been very little air... Uh, contact. There's very been very little chance that there's moisture, that it's stale, that other hands have touched it. 
If the cereal is transferred from the cereal box into a container, I question it. I don't know if I want it. I'm weird. Norman says, Matt, our wives have to be related. That's from Coffee Norman. Uh, unnamed texture said, if that happened with the peanut butter at our house, it would be the eight-year-old who would have been the culprit. Yeah, I mean, that's what it looks like. It looks like a kid took the lid off the peanut butter jar, peeled off the protective seal, and just dug the fork in there and took one big fork full. That's what it looks like. I guarantee you Annabeth did it and forgot that she did it. And then text me and ask me if I did it. Let's see here. Unnamed texture. Matt, you keep me entertained every day. I work outside at home by myself all day. Many days I'll laugh out loud at the things you say. I can totally relate to many of the things you say. I'm with you on opening things. My family is totally opposite, and it drives me crazy. Imagine being a neat, disciplined person like this person on the text line who is thinking about others. I may not be the only person who opens this cereal box and wants some in the future. So therefore, I'm going to keep it fresh for as long as possible by gently opening the top where we can reseal it and the bag on the inside. But no, no, beaver tears into it like an actual beaver and pulls the bag out of the box. So does my wife. They're great people. Love them. They're great people. I love one more than the other. <laughs> but just there's two kinds of people in the world, them and us. Uh, a couple more. Bulldog Blitz says, uh, so is this peanut butter burger I'm about to eat at Mugshots good for a healthy diet? No, but eat it anyway and enjoy it. <clears throat> and uh, Moose Dog says that he thinks, how about this, uh, Beaver? Moose Dog texted and said, this is like a replay from the Chris and Beaver show. <laughs> well, so what? They have a great show. They're on the air. They're successful. Why can't I be too? That's all I'm saying. All right. Y'all want some football? Let's, let's make it feel like football here. Just a second. I got these buttons and sometimes it makes it feel a little bit like football. Let's try the SEC on CBS. Let's try that. All right, so SEC football. I got an SEC stat that popped up on Twitter that I want to share with y'all and see what you think about it. But first, I have two SEC football quotes from former great players that I shared today on Twitter. I want to share them with you here on the show. If you want to see these quotes for yourself, go to my Twitter feed. It's at Radio Wyatt. The first one was Bo Jackson, Heisman Trophy winning running back at Auburn. When he was at Auburn, he was quoted in an interview as saying, if my mother put on a helmet and shoulder pads and a uniform that wasn't the same as the one I'm wearing, I'd run over her if she was in my way. And I love my mother. <laughs> and then the other was uh, from a former teammate of mine, Fred Smoot, who uh, during an interview getting ready to play Florida at the end of Fred's college career at Mississippi State, Fred said, just because I'm over here doesn't mean they aren't going to throw it over here. Steve Spurrier doesn't think like that. With my big mouth, he will probably want to come my way 
and I like that. <laughs> there are your two SEC quotes of the day. I'll give you some more tomorrow on Twitter. Y'all follow me on Twitter. If you don't, at Radio Wyatt. Okay, so here is the stat. Listen to this. Eight Southeastern Conference players finished their careers with at least 100 total touchdowns. Eight players in SEC history, 100 or more touchdowns. Eight players, 100 or more touchdowns in SEC history. Half of those guys played for Dan Mullen. (laughs) Think about it. Think about it. SEC history. Okay? SEC history. Eight players finished their career with 100 or more TDs, and half of them played for Dan Mullen. Well, who are they, Matt? Here they are. Tim Tebow, 145, played for Dan Mullen. Aaron Murray, 137. Danny Werfel, 122. Dak Prescott, 114. Drew Locke, 109. Nick Fitzgerald, 101. Chris Leak, 101. And Peyton Manning, 101. Those are the eight players that finished their career in the SEC with 100 or more TDs, total touchdowns. Tebow, the most, 145 total touchdowns in his career, played for Mullen. Dak Prescott, fourth in the SEC in history in total touchdowns, 114, played for Mullen. Nick Fitzgerald, okay, so Fitzgerald is technically tied for sixth. Is that right? One, two, three, four, yeah, tied for sixth. Because he and Chris Leak and Peyton Manning all have 101 total TDs. And by the way, Chris Leak is the fourth. He played for Mullen at Florida also. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about that? What does that say? Let's look at those four guys. Now, Mullen was obviously the quarterback's coach coordinator at Florida when Tebow and Leak played for him. But they were two entirely different QBs, if you think about it. Leak could run, but didn't as much and threw it. Uh, Tebow did run a lot. Then the other two at Mississippi State. So if you were to compare, you look at these guys, what's the difference, okay? Aaron Murray, these other guys on the list, the other four on the list who did not play for Dan Mullen, Aaron Murray, Danny Werfel, Drew Locke, and Peyton Manning. What are all four of them? Not runners. Very few rushing touchdowns. I mean, Peyton Manning, 101 total touchdowns. How many of those were quarterback sneaks on the one-yard line? Five? It's all passing. Werfel, 122. It's all passing. Drew Locke, maybe a rushing here and there. Same thing for Murray. It's all passing. But the others are different. Leak had some rushing touchdowns, different. And certainly Tebow, Prescott, and Fitzgerald, the big reason that all three of those, those numbers are so high, and they're in the, the eight guys who had 100 or more in their career is because they were 
runners. They had a whole bunch of rushing touchdowns. Fitzgerald, obviously, who leads the SEC all time in terms of rushing and um, yardage and, and, and that kind of thing as a quarterback. But I do think it's interesting. And it, and it speaks to me, too. You look at that. Tebow, Prescott, and Fitzgerald are recent, are very, very recent. And the way they were used. And it speaks to Mullen in his career and so much of his success that you know, he's built his career off of has been on just relying on that physical running quarterback. Think about that. Now, Tebow, great player on great teams. But, you know, the prolific offense at Florida. What was it built around? It was built around Tebow's legs. The prolific offense at Mississippi State with Dak Prescott. Initially, what was it built around? It was built around his legs, wasn't it? In the run game. And certainly with Fitzgerald. What was all of that offensive production, that consistent offensive production and wins and numbers is built around the quarterback's legs find that interesting? And we're all making a huge deal out of Kyle Trask emerged last year under Mullen at Florida as the league's leading passer once um, the other guy got hurt, who's at Arkansas now, Franks. But Mullen's most successful years as a coordinator and a head coach and offenses have been with running quarterbacks, primarily. Thought you'd find that interesting. We'll wrap it up with you next here in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. The text line has been golden today. It's been fun. Really do appreciate all your texts in the first hour. So far here in the second hour, everybody who's been a part of the show, some new ones, some regular ones. uh, Thank you. Show's always better when you text and we've had some good phone calls. And yeah, we talked about peanut butter and everything else, but uh, fun. On the football subject, got a text here from Gator Nation. Makes sense, right? Makes sense. I'm talking about Mullen has coached four of the eight players who all time have 100 or more touchdowns in SEC history. And now I get a text from Gator Nation. Come on. Chum, chum. Uh, Gator Nation said, Tebow, best college QB ever, not even close. That's from Gator Nation. Lord of mercy, Gator Nation. Now, now look, man, when, when, you, when you plan on sparking something like that on this show, you know, like a, it's, a, it's sort of an off-season sort of topic, but heck, what is it, man? It's June the 11th. 
When you want to spark that kind of conversation on this show, do it early. Gator Nation, do it early. Tebow, the best college quarterback ever, not even close. Are we sure? You sure about that? Hmm. I got one year of Cam Newton, and he was better than Tebow. But I only got one year of him. Hey, and I'll tell you this, that one year Johnny Manziel was, hey, look, I know. I know how it turned out. <laughs> but that one year... I don't, I'm not looking at stats. Was Cam Newton's one year better than any one year for Tim Tebow, who he rode the bench behind? I'm being dead serious. Johnny Manziel, that one year, they didn't win a national championship, but... <laughs> Oh, that one year is pretty special. Tommy Frazier, Vince Young. Yep. What about Werfel? How many national championships did Werfel win? One? Tebow's got two. I just thought I'd throw that out there, Gator Nation. You're mighty confident. I love it, though. Sounds like something we could do tomorrow. Hey, since y'all are listening right now and you've you've listened to two hours of my show, uh, I don't know if anybody else knows this right now, but tomorrow at the very beginning of this radio show, Mike Leach is going to be on. Yep. And because you're listening right now, Jason and Doggone and Gator Nation and Hook and Bull and everybody, because you're listening right now, you know, before anybody else knows, Mike Leach will be on this show tomorrow to start us off. <clears throat> Fun on a Friday. Uh, Bull, Texas show, said Vince Young better than Tebow. Hook says, how many college quarterbacks have two national championships? Right. Right. Football's a team game. Individual players don't win championships. Teams do. <laughs> Gator Nation says Werfel and Frazier were great as well. Tommy Frazier, Nebraska. If you're unfamiliar, Google it. Get on YouTube and go Tommy Frazier, Nebraska. When you have watched it and you finish picking your jaw up off the floor, call me. And let's talk about Tommy Frazier. Doggone says Dan Marino at Pitt. We're going now deep into the Wayback File. And Jason in Flagstaff said Mullen had Tyler Russell on a really good passing clip until he started getting hurt. And he could run a little bit. Mullen can do anything with a quarterback. And then he said, them Gator boys better not get all the credit for jumping on Florida's bandwagon, LOL. <laughs> He says, I've been on it since they announced who the new coach would be. And Jason brings it up. Gator Nation, Jason brought it up, not me. He said, if Cam Newton had a Percy Harvin at Auburn, 
I mean, I, there ain't enough footballs to go around. And CWR on the country pleasing text line said Fraser was a freak of nature. He definitely was. You just couldn't tackle him. He was like not only the fastest guy on the field, but when you did get to him, what are you going to do? It's like you caught the tiger by the tail. Now what? <laughs> you caught him. Okay, you hit him. You didn't tackle Tommy Frazier. And he'd drive you crazy running that option. And just when you thought you'd hit him enough that you were going to you know, get a TFL on second and two, what did they do? They pulled the option out. He dropped back and threw a bomb over your head and completed. I mean, defending them was just an absolute nightmare, those Nebraska teams of the 90s. And we forget it. We sure do. Hey, today is Joe Montana's birthday. Beaver, are you a fan of the movie The Waterboy? Yes. Remember this scene right here from Waterboy? Waterboy's killing him! best tackler I've seen since Joe Montana. Joe Montana was a quarterback, you idiot. I said Joe Montana. <laughs> you remember the actor who played that part? Clint Howard. That's him. Clint Howard. Opie's little brother in real life. Hmm. Yeah, I told you we've been watching a lot of Andy Griffith on Netflix. My daughter, who's eight, She's seen a lot of them for the first time. Loves it. And she really is fascinated with Opie. And we got to some of those episodes where they let little Clint Howard in real life when he was like three or four appear on a couple of episodes of Andy Griffith where he's just eating a sandwich. Like the little kids walking around in a cowboy hat and little you know, toy cowboy boots eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And his whole role was to just show up a couple of times with Andy Griffith and people would talk to him, like Barney would talk to him. And he'd just offer Barney a bite of his sandwich. <laughs> that was his that was his part. Andy Griffith. Yeah, that was him. Glenn Howard. Best tackler I've seen since Joe Montana. He was a quarterback, you idiot. <laughs> it's a great movie. <clears throat> Waterboy. I mean, Beaver, you're the Hollywood guy. He is, Waterboy is classified squarely as a sports movie. Correct? Yep. Where is it in the pecking order? Of sports movies? Yeah. Ooh. That's a tough one. It is, isn't it? It's, oh, man. I throw it in there and. It's in the top ten, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I would say top five, but you know, so many people want to put yeah. in like the serious film. Yeah, that's you know? right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if a comedy really makes their cut. Yeah. See, that's it. I one way to classify it for me is okay. What are the sports movies that if it's on, you just watch it? And I think for. I think for football fans, to me, it's for a football movie, for football fans, it's Rudy and Waterboy. If they're on, you'll just watch it. You know? Yeah, I definitely agree with Rudy. Uh, one for me, let's see. Anytime it's on, I'll look at it. Rudy, 
the program. They see they used to show the program a lot. TNT. Mm-hmm. I remember it was years ago. The opening Saturday of college football, and they did this for like three years in a row, and then they just quit. They showed Rudy and the program back to back. Right. And I thought that was just awesome. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but as far as sports movies that I watch every time that's on, or at least some of it, Rudy, the program, though it's rare, uh, Sandlot, mm-hmm. and Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues. I'm with oh, you on They this. don't really show that a lot anymore. Either. No, they don't. It's not on much. I don't know why that is. Yeah, see, that's it. You know, if I think of football movies, if Rudy's on, I'll watch it. If Waterboy's on, I'll watch it. You know, I've seen any given Sunday, but if it's on, I'm not like stopping to watch it. Sandlot's one I always stop on. I agree with you on that one. Speaking of TV, too, Beaver, real quick, do you see where uh, Cops has been canceled? Yeah. After what? 33 years, I think it was. That blew my mind that it had been on for 33 years. They've canceled it. Somebody's probably going to pick that up, though. It's just, it just was way too popular. The funniest thing I ever saw in Cops was some people called their the cops about their neighbor. There was this old guy walking around naked in the neighborhood. So the cops came, and it shows them. They walk up to the trailer that he lives in. They knock on the door. The guy comes to the door in, in nothing but sweatpants. They said, sir, have you been outside today? First thing out of his mouth. Yeah, but I had my clothes on. The cop was like, well, hold on. I didn't even ask you that. Why would you feel like you needed to tell me that? <laughs> they had him. Caught him. See you all tomorrow. See you.